1: Welcome, everybody. All right. We're going to take on this wonderful topic that actually was brought up to me by a friend of mine. He, uh, he brought up the idea of why people delay happiness. And, you know, delaying happiness can be a good thing and it can be a bad thing. Because if we delay happiness in the bad way, what happens is we are waiting to live. We're just coping until we find ourselves alive. And that can be a very, very difficult process for people. The other part of it is is we delay happiness, let's say, because we need to save money for to buy a house or you know, we want to steadily lose weight. Um, you know, we delay the happiness because we need something more important down the road, and that could be a good thing. And so there has to be a balance in life for all of us to understand that delayed gratification, delayed happiness, we need to weigh whether it's wise or not wise. You know, there's two paths we can take in any given situation. One is the path of avoiding pain in the moment, and the other is a more difficult path of delaying pleasure for a bigger purpose so our cultural norms encourage us to seek band-aid solutions and temporary comforts because we're all impatient you know basically whatever it takes to ease our discomfort now this is apparently in the uh, in in, uh, casinos and commercials for psychiatric medications get rich schemes in our culture some people don't see the value and having patience during difficult times or working toward a goal. They just want to lose the weight now, would rather buy the latest, greatest cell phone or save for retirement instead of saving for retirement. You know, we often make our life choices according to how we avoid pain in the moment. In doing so, we fail to see that the path of delayed gratification is sometimes where the real solutions to our problems are. You know, there's a a thing in a, a Freudian psychoanalysis known as the pleasure principle which is the instinctual seeking of pleasure and avoidance of pain in order to satisfy our biological or psychological needs in the moment. So according to Freud, the pleasure, pleasure principle is a driving force guiding our what's called our id. There's the id, the ego, and the superego. So the id is the most basic part of ourselves, the most childish Part of ourselves. And, and Freud compared the pleasure principle to the concept of the reality principle, which explains the ability to delay gratification when a situation doesn't call for immediate, immediate gratification. So whether it's saving for that future dream house or choosing a healthy lifestyle, you know, to, at, the, at the age that you're at, or, or putting up with a difficult job in order to boost your career. Um, You know, delayed gratification can yield tremendous returns while helping you develop a tolerance for waiting. And according to Freud, the id rules the behavior of infants and children only by satisfying the pleasure principle, which is what all kids operate by. There's no thinking ahead for a greater purpose. Children seek immediate gratification, aiming to satisfy cravings such as hunger and thirst and seeking whatever they want in the moment to, to, to ease their discomfort. You know, a a trip to Target can be one of the biggest nightmares when you have children. You know, unlike infants and young children, adults are are characterized by their ability to, to delay gratification and tolerate hard work, discipline, occasional unpleasantness in order to fulfill responsibilities and achieve their goals. And so mature adults don't expect others to meet their needs. They understand and accept that they won't always be gratified. And so regardless... Of what our developmental stages dictate, most adults, most of us that are serious adults have a complicated relationship with pleasure. We spend considerable time and money pursuing pleasure now instead of delaying gratification for a greater reward. So it's complicated because certain types of pleasure are, are, are set at a, a very special status, such as uh, wearing the latest fashion or driving a, a very, very rear car. You know, some of our most important rituals, such as praying, listening to music, dancing, meditating those all produce a kind of a, a transient pleasure that become part of our culture. And in this, in this way, feeling good in the immediate term isn't such a bad thing. You know, it's provided us with an opportunity to survive, experience some relief from our stress. But what happens when you want to be instantly satisfied in all areas of your life? What happens when you only avoid pain? What, what results from needing to have the newest and most expensive car, even though you're you, in horrible credit? debt, you know, living for a purpose becomes impossible at that point because a life spent avoiding pain doesn't result in goals getting accomplished. So it might be an easier life in the short term, but it won't necessarily be a better life in the long run. So when we live in pursuit of immediate pleasure, needing to have the newest gadget or accessories of the moment, that can really destroy our future. But getting an education or working away our way up from the bottom requires patience and And we and sometimes we just are like kids, you know toddlers, completely incapable of delaying gratification, and that's good in a way, because you know life is meant to be lived in the moment, that's a great thing, nothing wrong with that it's It's just that you know as we go down the future, if we're trying to plant a future for ourselves that is going to be comfortable, we need to we need to balance between our impulses and our future, you know. Uh, uh, If you want to think about yourself or your actions, are, are you able to wait for things that you really want, even if it involves sacrificing pleasure or satisfaction? You know, do you make decisions based on your purpose or on what feels good now? You know, do you sometimes give up too soon? Can you think of a time when you accomplished a difficult thing? You know, hard things make your life easier. When we do hard things, we become experts and people seek us for that. That means we're adding purpose to our life when we accomplish hard things and become experts. You know, delaying gratification is not a new concept. In, in, in 300 BC, Aristotle saw that the reason so many people were unhappy was they confused pleasure for true happiness. True happiness, and this is according to, to Aristotle, is about developing habits and surrounding yourself with people who grow your soul. This allows you to move towards your greatest potential. True happiness entails delaying pleasure, putting in the time, the discipline, and the patience required to achieve a goal instead of feeling good now. You know, a life of purpose aligned with the seeking of true happiness really creates joy, and it keeps your happiness meter pretty good throughout your life. So what path do you want to take? You know, what do people think about their deathbed? You know, undoubtedly, they regret all the missed opportunities to make their dreams come true. You know, psychologists all over the world, educators remind us every day that it's impossible to bring back the sense of days that we waste. Unfortunately, the number of people who always put off their great life plans rising every minute, that behavior is called a postponed life syndrome. And that's a problem. You know, get the best of our lives doesn't mean living large and hanging out all the time. It's easy to buy entertainment and we could buy all the time. You know, it's, but, but, but being in the moment, living in the moment, hanging out, being, creating memories that are, that are emotional and important, those things are what our life legacy becomes. You know, and also people hate change. A lot of people hate change, but that's, that's a, that's a given. We all have to adapt to change. It's important. We cannot be the same personalities throughout decades because of our surroundings. What we have to do is accept what we have and what we don't have and work with what we have to make our life better. And if we can acquire something that will help us on the long path, that's even better. That's a great thing. You know, we can't wait for an appropriate time to have children, to buy a house, to be in a relationship. We can't look for some sign from above that will make us do something. We can't wait for a feeling. You know, that's called depression. You know, we we seek for better circumstances. We worry about our present responsibilities or our usual little world that we live in. And in fact, we need to act, not to wait. Life is faith-based, not fear-based. We take leaps of faith one moment after another. Everything we do is a leap of faith. We have no control over outcomes. We only can influence, especially when it comes to other people. You know, if if you speak about responsibilities, it's one of the most pathetic excuses. You know, start with the responsibility for yourself. Follow your desires, your interests. Unfortunately, we don't realize that it's better living now. So we slowly put ourselves in a trap of our own mind. And in fact, we need to act. Moreover, speaking about responsibilities, it's one of them. You know, we need to do what we are here for. We need to understand the deep thought and do the exploration about what is our passion? What is our purpose? Am I living that? Am I even close to that? Do I have to consider other people and how they'll view me based on my passions and purpose? No, we do not need to be living apologetically. You know, there's stages of a postponed life syndrome. A vague perception of an alternative is one. It starts when we think that there must be something else in this life. You know, we feel a bit lost and slightly realize We can do something different. Find a new job, you know. You know, it's an abusive relationship can cause us to question ourselves. You know, a person doesn't feel clear about their motives and and specific needs, so their image is blurred and their imagination will allow them to only do what they fear, which is nothing. We postpone and we put off. And it's sad, but a lot of people do that. They put life off. And an unfulfilled dream is also another a way to develop, as opposed to the to the to the previous stage I was talking about. It's clear in the detailed image of our unrealized desires. Now we know exactly what we want. You know, to write a book or a song or to open our restaurant or so on. You know, the clock starts ticking louder and louder every second, and we think it's it is late to undertake something. Moreover, we unconsciously consider these dreams to be uh, 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 in another life and not in this one. And sadly. We put all that stuff off and we just destroy our ability to motivate or even trust ourselves. You know, misery, you know, it's really toxic. A person suffers great pain because of doubt and hesitations and regrets. You know, the thing is, jump in. Try if it's healthy. You know, being good about yourself, loving yourself is learning how to say no to things that hurt you. So what I'm suggesting is don't just dive into any situation. Consider what it does to your integrity. What does this decision do to my integrity? You know, the, the, the fact is we, in the end of our lives, mag, we bring people into our lives based on how well we manage our integrity. People that live alone, that you know, dying in nursing homes or whatever where nobody visits or the hospital where nobody comes, a lot of those folks, not all of them, but a lot of those folks did not manage their integrity. And that, my friends, is the most important thing we have in this life, especially if you're married. Even more so, you want to manage that integrity. You know, live your best life now. Think for yourself and do not cling to your surroundings. You can't be aware of time. Everything will come to an end, so use your time wisely in this life. You know, deferred happiness syndrome, it leads to apathy, it leads to melancholy, it leads to irritability. What the person with the syndrome is, is doing, deferring happiness over and over again. So they keep projecting into the future in such a way that it never arrives. And as a consequence, the only thing you end up with is fear. And fear of failure is one of the things, but also fear of risk. And and you're afraid of putting a lifestyle that you consider acceptable and stable at risk by taking a chance, by taking a leap of faith. But the truth is, oftentimes, the way you conceive your life isn't realistic. It's only a result of your acceptance and the belief that I shouldn't hope for more. You know, and that's sad. We should not live like that. We need to live a thriving life full of change, full of opportunities. You know, (laughs) It, it's really important to understand that in the end, you know, a, a lot of evidence indicates that we dictate how we end. We dictate how our life ends and how our legacy will go beyond us. We have that ability, but if we sit in fear, we don't do what is needed. And that's an important thing to understand, you know. You want to adopt things that make you feel better and do better and produce. People that are depressed postpone everything. They put off everything because they're waiting for a feeling. And we can't live our life based on feelings. Feelings are meant to motivate us. That's why we have what's called emotional intelligence. And that is to pick emotions that will motivate us to do hard things. You know, um. If you want to, you know, if you've heard of a new attitude, if it's negative, then what will happen is everything in your life will be colored by the negative. If you are hopeful, which what is what life is and how we propel ourselves, if you are hopeful, what you have is an opportunity to gratify, to, to, to find love, to take care of yourself, to meet other people, to help other people. And to to surround yourself with great things. But if we live in a negative uh, uh, frame of life, an attitude, people don't want to be around us because we all have the ability to be negative. It's easy to be negative. It's lazy to be negative. But we do that. And if people are negative in our life, it rubs off on us. And so a lot of people don't like to be around depressed people because it makes them depressed. If you're married, God forbid, to a depressed person, that can drive you absolutely nuts because it rubs off. You know, the hardest part of being your own priority is recognizing that some people simply use you. When they need something, they come to you and you feel important, but they're only interested in what they can get out of you. And, And that can be family members or people you thought were your friends. And it hurts a lot because you know, they have a special place in your heart, but obviously you don't have a special place in their heart unless they can use you. And that can be a very uh, uh, thing that stops you from wanting to help other people. However, it's just an element of what people are in our life. And there's a thing called boundaries and, and boundaries are good. And boundaries mean that it's not a no. Boundaries is not a no. it's a, it's what I can do. This is what I can do for you. This is what I can't do for you. That's not a hard no. And people that don't set boundaries have a hard time understanding that that's really where you want to present what I can do and what I can't do. Not no, 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 no. They take no as the way to set a boundary. That's not always the way. However, it can be a way and it can be a very healthy way, especially if you're not dramatic about your no's. You know, if you say no in a flat and straight way, that's a good thing. Because it's really hard to interpret the no. You know, kids don't care how, what you say, why you say no. They, they wonder how hard was it for you to say no, because then they can negotiate if it's hard for you to say that. You know, insecurity is also a thing that causes us to put things off. Will I be perfect? No, we're not perfect. Perfect is depressing. Why do people decide that they want to be perfect? We're not supposed to be Perfect. There's no such thing as perfection. Even things that we consider perfect today evolve and change and improve. They evolve, change, and improve, including ourselves. We are a work in progress. And what's important in this life is to understand that we have to invest in process and not outcomes. However, we're all so impatient that we're always looking to measure ourselves On outcomes. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk more about delayed happiness. So come back.
0: Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. It's time to serve, learn, change the world, Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology.
1: Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about why people delay happiness. You know, why does a person begin to live in the future not noticing what's happening to them in the present? And what is the risk of a delayed life syndrome? You know, the the postponed life syndrome is usually called a psychological attitude. And and if you look at it, which all the best will happen in the future, that's how they look. And so today can only dream and be inspired by our fantasies and our plans. But, you know, this this delayed life syndrome didn't really come into popularity until about 1997. You know, like a person buying uh, uh, some clothing but doesn't wear it, so they keep it until better times. Or a person deliberately denies themselves minimal pleasures because they do not see any practical sense in them. Or a person lives in a permanent anticipation of a better life. When they can take a break from work, devote time to what brings pleasure and give up uh, 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 what takes up resources. You know, so a lot of things influence the formation of a postponed life syndrome. And it can be a hereditary predisposition, a situation in the family, a situation in the culture, the behavior of parents and how that rubs off on you, the methods of your upbringing, the low self-esteem, the lack of faith in yourself, you know. A person who grows up in an emotionally unstable environment is more likely to be prone to that kind of a syndrome. And the most important thing is to understand that this attitude really interferes with life. It deprives us of all joys, not allowing you to enjoy the moment in the here and now. But then you have to understand one simple thing. The best way to overcome the delayed life syndrome is to take action. And, and not some definite one, but the very principle of actively and, 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 and an initiative. And when you stop waiting for better times and start living right now, the destructive attitude weakens. And so an effective technique is to create a plan in which you include all the things that you want to do in the near future. And, and there, there, there could be certain place for a completely useless but enjoyable activities, And your goal is to slow down as often as possible, ask yourself what emotions and feelings are coming up, and once you find contact with yourself, you begin to live. Are we coping with life or are we living? You know, it's a personal consultation that we need to have with ourselves. And and so we want to get rid of the destructive attitude of waiting for better times. You know, you can learn to live in every moment of your life, including sitting in prison. You know, maybe you can't tell whether you're a suspect of constant postponing, but, you know, there's some indicators that really kind of tell us if we're that kind of a person. You know, if if someone keeps waiting for like the perfect opportunity, you know, there's never going to be a perfect moment or opportunity. You have to create it. And the best way to do it is to act. You know, the longer you put something off, the less likely you will actually do it. And, 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 and I know that from my own experiences, you know, having a missed a chance at a lot of fun. An opportunity presents itself, then jump on it. Do the best with it. Don't look for perfect. Look for er- experiential learning. Experiential learning means we learn by experience. That's the vast majority of the wisdom that we have in this life. You know, being a therapist, we are taught all these theories, all these techniques in psychology, and I have to tell you something. A lot of these theories, if not 99% of them, were created before insurance. And what does insurance do? It tells you how many sessions you have, especially an EAP, Employee Assistance Program. And so the bottom line is, here we are with all these long-term theories, and we have to concoct a way to actually apply them in this day and age. And the truth is, it's experiential learning. You fail, 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 to some degree, And failure is not black and white. It's really about how we learn, how we become resilient. And that's the important thing about life. It's not how you choose to react to things. It's how you choose to respond to things that's important. Your emotional reaction, you're entitled to it. You can validate it, but you don't want to live in it. That's what people that give people the silent treatment for, you know, five days or whatever. That's stupid. It's childish because you're living in a reaction in your own ego instead of living in a response that's healthy and mature you know you if if you keep saying that you don't have time for something the truth is we all have the same amount of time the only difference is how we choose to use it you know if you spend days watching television or nights watching television yes you're probably fighting depression and uh, you know are wasting a lot of precious time mindlessly letting other people entertain you which is fine I guess, if that's how you want to live, but you're not going to be making memories. You know, if we make an assessment, look where your time goes, how you could use it better. Are you playing video games for five hours? That's crazy. You know, it's fine if your friends are online and you're being friends and you're talking and it's doing more than just that. But if it's video games just to play video games, you're just avoiding your own anxiety and depression. You're self-medicating in a whole different way. uh, If you keep giving in to fear. You know, fear is the opposite of faith. Life is faith. Fear is, will paralyze you. It will stop you. It will make you not do things. You know, make no mistake, everybody's got fear. It's normal. It's human. But we have to deal with the fear. And so when you sit down and start writing, you know, something or, or start doing something and you're scared of failing, who cares? Fail. Fail over and over in front of people. That, that gives them comfort to know they can fail. You know, that's the way life is. We we don't always make the mark, but did you get it into the ballpark? That's what's important. And then you have something to work with and innovate until you get to something better. You know, we have to uh, also there's a lot of people that keep educating themselves. They'll Google and YouTube and they do stuff like that, but they never do anything with the knowledge that they sought. You know, there's a lot of people get college degrees that are irrelevant just because they had the image that they wanted to do this thing and they get the degree, the Ph.D. or whatever it is, but they can't do anything with it. You know, it's amazing how much people self-defeat. You know, you keep waiting for the right relationship. Well, that's not going to happen. You have to create the right relationship and you have to find somebody that you can trust. You know, trust is deeper than love. And so if you are in a relationship... If you want it to work, work on trust and everything else will begin to fall into place. Drop resentment. Learn how to forgive. What and how? Why, why you did that is going to give you a lie. What made you do that is an analysis of how I can get to forgiveness. You know, also, you keep saying you don't have enough money. That's another indicator that you're one of these people with delayed gratification syndrome. You know, uh, 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 if you don't have enough money, money's tight. Well, you know what? Try setting up an expensive vacation, an elaborate vacation, but do it like nine months from now and see if you can get yourself to it and see what happens. Something you've always dreamed of. And then you put a budget together and you try to make it happen and see if you can get to that vacation. If you do it, you're going to develop self-confidence and self-esteem, and you're going to develop a memory down the road that is going to be a wonderful memory, hopefully. It's important for us to do these things. You know, we, we have to break out of the typical life that we all live to seek comfort for ourselves, to feel better about ourselves, you know, but we don't sit around being miserable, delaying our happiness. In this moment, we have to learn how to accept what we have, make peace With life, not happiness. Happiness is one emotion. Peace allows you to have all of your emotions. We always, a lot of people talk about, I just want to be happy. Well, no, you want to be peaceful. We're all seeking peace in this life while we're alive. That is one of our primal needs is peace yet some people's brains won't ever allow them to have peace because nothing is ever good enough for them you know if you keep telling yourself there's always be tomorrow that's not a good idea you never know you have to take chances life is more exciting and fun if you do what's exciting right now. That doesn't mean to the sacrifice of your future. It means just invest a little bit. If it's emotional, if it's money, invest a little bit of time and make a memory. Create a legacy of your life. Create a moment that your child will always remember or your spouse, anybody or your partner or in your relationship or your friend. It's really important to do that. There's nothing worse than looking back at life with regret. But if we keep walking the road of constant procrastination, the outcome is guaranteed that we will not thrive in this life. And now it's not too late to make changes. You can start living now by being present in this moment, in just this moment. When you ask yourself, when was the last time you uttered the phrase, I'll be happy when I... And it's probably recent because a lot of people do that. Whether the end of that statement includes getting a better car, a bigger house, finding true love, the dream job. We're all guilty of delaying our joy and gratification uh, based on a future outcome. And so, you know, many of us believe a certain relationship status or a higher salary is a singular thing that's going to make us better. And then it turns out when we get there. We're actually got more responsibilities and it might be even worse. You know, I know people who dream of having a farm and they have a farm and they have all these animals and they're doing all this great stuff, but they can't go on vacation because nobody else is available to take care of the farm. So they're kind of buried in their own dream. And that can be kind of a challenge. You know, happiness or unhappiness is broken down into a lot of different uh, makeup, genetic makeup. Uh, control determined by our thoughts and actions, and it's related also to circumstances like our income, where you live, what your marital status is, what your appearance is, what the weather is. You know, the cure. I'll be happy when uh, we have to start seeing success as a lifestyle, not a destination, so that you can finally be happy now where 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 you are in your life. You know, why should you rip up your to do list? You know, how, how to best maneuver through change and disruption is important in, the, in this world where technology and, and social media is just taking us over. We have to be happy right where we're at. And for decades, we've always thought that once we achieve success in our careers, then we're supposedly going to be happy. Well, a lot of people just die after their careers because they have nothing else that they've planted in their life. They lived for their work. And, and so, you know, we can't go, we can't live to work. We need to work to live. And that's important. It's great that we're needed for our work. But is our work, are we just going to be replaced by someone else? Well, the answer is yes. We're all irreplaceable irre- 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 or replaceable. So the bottom line, life still marches on even after we die. So what we want to do is create a life after death where there are memories that are made that other people look back on and think, wow, I want to do that in my life. You know, the meaning of life is now in not two months, not two years. And the first sign is understanding what are my possibilities in this circumstance? You know, should I kiss this person? Should I Should I ask them out on a date? Should I do whatever? Yeah, do it, do it and see what happens. It's a good thing, you know, and we don't need to judge ourselves harshly and we don't need to feel like failures. We need to experientially learn and evolve and be patient, you know, some people are shy. That's great that you're shy. Be shy. But sometimes you're going to have to step out of the box and take a chance and actually step into your life and make it better or, try or do what you can to, to make changes and adapt to those changes and be willing to evolve. You know, that's stepping into life. And that's what we all are obligated to do. You know, uh, this checklist lifestyle that a lot of people live, you know, I'm going to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this, living by their schedule. That's great. that That's thats a great distraction. But is it life? It is if you step into your schedule and actually create moments of life in your own schedule. That is living. That is developing. You know, when I'm sitting in session with different people all through the day, I'm I'm, I'm basically stepping into the moment. Every single time I'm meeting the person where they're at. And that's what's more meaningful than sitting there staring at my schedule, wondering when I'm going to go from one thing to the next. You owe that to the people in your company, the people that live in your life, that need you, that love you. You owe that to them to be present for them. You know, we also have to adapt of of when never comes you know, when this happens, when this happens, when I do this, then this can happen. When and then. No, no, that's not a way to live. I'm going to invest now in getting to where I want to go. That's called a will. You know, it's like marriage. You either will be married or you won't be married. You don't try to be married. You commit. And when we make decisions, leaps of faith, We are obligated to commit, and that's an important thing. And a lot of people live life by the worst word in the world, which is try. I'll try. I'll try. No, don't try. Will. That's when you're investing. That's when you're doing. That's when you're stepping into life. Step into your marriage. Step into raising children. Step into your job. Do a will. Do a will and see what happens. Join a church. Will. I will. You know, commit to a friend. If I'm going to be a friend, I'm going to be a friend. Then do it and do it well and do it with all your presence. That's important if we can do that in life. But so many people get caught up in their ego and protecting themselves and fearing their failures that they won't step in. Why be so afraid? We're not given any guarantees here in this life. Step in. See what happens. Start that conversation. Make an observation of someone. Make a friend. Allow yourself to be uh, approachable. You know, it, Be somebody that's curious about life. Be someone that's curious about other people. Step into that and see what happens. You don't have to drain all your energy, all you introverts. You don't have to gauge yourself. It's like, what are you going to do? Have sex and then rate it on a, on, on a mm-hmm. scale of 1 to 10? No, we don't do that. You don't do it. Experience it. You know, a lot of people look also at things like intimacy where they, you know, if this, then this, if I didn't have this issue, then I would, uh, then I'll be able to. Do- no, it doesn't work that way. You know, like intimacy doesn't have to be intercourse. Intimacy can just be intimacy. Start there and see where it leads. Instead of rating yourself on intercourse, you don't jump into bed, just jump into bed. You want to have that intimate moment. Love the one you're with. Love the per- people you're with. When you're there, love them. Doesn't mean you have to have sex with them, but you know, love, share, but let yourself be inspirational. Let yourself live. Why is living in the moment so special? And why are, am I focusing on now? You know, when we talk about investing in this moment, we are not talking about outcomes. We're talking about experiential learning. We're not living for outcomes. We're living in the moment, in the process of our existence that we're given. And we make peace with that. And we contribute to our future by doing positive things and taking chances on things that help us. Here's the other thing. When we make emotional decisions in this life, we second guess our decisions. And so what we want to do is try to make a decision and step back while we're emotional, and ask ourselves, is this going to help us? If it's an impulse that's going to weigh us down and cause us to pay a bill of 500 bucks every, for seven years, that's something you really need to consider logically. And that's how we need to weigh ourselves. We want to land on logic, not on emotion when we're making big choices. But small impulses can lead us to great things also. All right, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back and talk more about this delayed happiness and how we can turn it around.
0: Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching age one eight seven eight five six Unravel the Mysteries of Metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel Join host Barb Crowley
1: Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
0: You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest...
1: Welcome back, everybody. All right. We're talking why people delay happiness. You know, when we talk about right now, it's about focusing on whether the things you are doing are adding energy to your present goals or draining you of your energy to accomplish them. You know, you don't want to major in the minors, wasting time on things that aren't of significance. Get it. Get it. Visual snapshot in your head of where you are and where you want to go in your career, with your fitness, with your life, with your finances, with your partner, with your children. You know, if you're not happy or you're not at peace, then you need to create and prioritize new habits around one or two things. You know, you want to turn to supportive people. You don't want to surround yourself with negative. You want to surround yourself with people who will inspire you and bring to your life accountability And they will cheer you on. And you also have to make choices about what you're willing to let go of and adjust your expectations. Because expectations are so much a part of depression. Turn everything into a preference. I prefer. I prefer. Then you're not stuck with an emotional attachment with a negative narrative like an expectation. A lot of people live in expectations. And when you do that, you're depressed. Because most of the time, they don't get met. Especially if you're a perfectionist, then you'd start to hate people because they let you down. And then your attitude goes and then depression takes over. You know, if you're you're not living your life, and, and it's really sad because people that are caught up in technology and social media are not necessarily living their life. They're putting an ego out there. They're putting a persona out there, and they're investing in a persona, but they're not really living, and it's sad, but a lot of people do that. You know, Name one person in your life that is exactly like they are on Facebook, that they show all of the things, good and bad, in their life. Some people just put all the bad out. Some people put all the good out, but very few people put who they really are. Maybe who their ego is, but not who they really are out there. You know, uh, uh, social media and technology really, it it ends up curating your life. And, And there's something about the social media and the social comparisons that are making things worse because then we become tribes. And tribalism is dividing our country in the United States and the world, especially around COVID and especially around politics and other things. We're all becoming little tribes of people with opinions And certain perspectives, and if we disagree with other people, they're evil. You know, I I always tell people, everybody is more right than they are wrong. Why don't we look at it that way so that we can all learn from each other instead of taking positions and, and defying the others that don't take a position You know, the way we think about our careers also has changed. It's no longer about having one career for the rest of your life because no company is going to be loyal to you. They don't want to pay for your retirement. They don't want to pay your benefits for the rest of your life. They don't want to do that. They want people to be contractors, to come in, do your job, be good at it. And once you start pooping out, if you don't develop more skills, we'll see you later. Go do it for somebody else. You know, that's how it is these days. We're all hired guns, and we need to think that way, and we need to adapt that way instead of looking back on the way life used to be and go, well, you know, I'll work for the corporation, and then I'll retire, and I'll have benefits, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, some people get that. Some people do get that, and that's a great thing, but unfortunately, the vast majority of us don't. We go through career after career, job after job, and so we get discouraged, Because we don't always know what's going to be down the road, or we get betrayed by a company that's used us and then abuses us, you know, and runs us through. You know, what empowers and energizes you in the present moment is what's important. You know, if you're deeply mission driven, and you believe that each of us should have a chance or an opportunity to fulfill our potential in life, then you should go for it and allow yourself and put yourself out there. You know, if if it weren't for the last minute, you know, a lot of people wouldn't get anything done. And that's unfortunate. But a lot of people live that way. You know, does that apply to you? You know, if you have to wait for the last moment, the procrastinator waiting for the last moment, because now it's not a feel based decision, it's a must based decision. That's not a good motivator. Fear is a terrible motivator. You know, uh, the the problem is in this day and age, the ability to have whatever we want in an instant weakens our self-regulation. Things like credit cards can totally destroy us because we just want to want what we want and we get it instantly. It's like we have all this money, but we really don't have all this money. The credit card company has all the money and then we have to pay interest on top of that. You know, things don't cost just what they cost when you have a credit card. They cost that plus the interest that it's going to take to get that. You know, most goals can be reached if they don't happen by accident. They also don't get realized in an instant. Goal achievement requires self-awareness. And the ability to delay gratification in favor of more desirable rewards. And that takes discipline and self-esteem. And that takes you investing your brain in this moment. Not in your outcome. Not in the outcome you're seeking. But have that outcome in mind. And you may get the outcome that you're looking for or something close to it. But be flexible. Be flexible and understand that you don't want to procrastinate dreams because you're tearing your own self-esteem down. You need to Complete, and a lot of people don't complete. We need to complete to have self-esteem. And, you know, the easiest ways to begin exercising your, your brain muscles is by practicing mindfulness and stop doing autopilot. The more aware become of our automatic behavioral reactions to impulses, like saying no instantly before we've heard somebody state exactly what they would like to do or our children would like to do. We just go, no, I won't do that. No, you know, interrupting, you know, defaulting to because it requires more energy or it's uncomfortable. Don't be like that. Try to be open. Try to listen. Try to see what's going on and, and what we can do to make our lives better and our children's lives better and our spouse's lives better, our coworkers, our friends, you know, work for other people. Don't be so selfish, but work for other people if it inspires you to do great things. You know, another way, way to bolster low energy strength is by using it in, in a new way every day. And this will likely feel inauthentic and difficult, but it can have a long-term reward. You know, so choose the strength you'd like to build. Create a visual cue. Make the strength a part of your daily routine. Give yourself a reward when you use it. And, and you know, there's some specific things you could do. You know monitor your distractions first, like the phone or the TV or the internet and and then you can install things to monitor your, your usage and see how you're really spending your time and then you want to eliminate objects of temptation, so it's easier to avoid junk food when it isn't in the house you know there's also a, a avoidance plan. Uh, worksheet, maybe creating something like that, you want to Google that, or an abstract, uh, 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 or a reward replacement worksheet, or a self-directed speech is something we want to think about, or an if-then worksheet, if that's what you live by, the if-then-then. Then. If you're going to be delayed gratification from that thing, then you want to have a then that's going to give you a tremendous investment and boost your life. Um, very, very important part of living. Also, um, You know, tracking and journaling is a reliable way to improve your overall capacity uh, to to delayed gratification. If someone has the goal of weighing uh, weight loss or logging uh, food intake is a great way to begin the journey towards the goal. You know, goal setting is an important piece when attempting delayed gratification. Creating a keep your eye on the prize can enable you to envision a positive future that can manifest in the real world with real-time habit change. You know, make it specific, make it attainable, measurable, daily, moment by moment. You know, children need to see their parents modeling The type of behavior that they are asked to exhibit. Parents who act impulsively concerning food and other delay uh, uh, requiring practices are passing that tradition on to their own children. And it's sad, but we do that. We do that. You know? they the, the also, for instance, when, when pursuing a health goal, setting up a, a precise way to respond if a temptation pops up allows a response that will delay gratification. You know, here's an example. You know, if I want an extra snack, then I will do 20 squats and drink a glass of water first. You know, we all have vices, and our impulse to give in to those vices can be, you know, countered when positive replacement behavior. It's called behavior modification, my friends. You know, habits become automated after approximately 66 days of continuous activity. And that's from a study by uh, Van Sonnenberg in 2015. If someone wished to overcome a vice, replacing the vice with an alternative positive behavior can aid in delaying the impulse of that vice. Important, you know. Uh, Instead of going to bed watching Netflix, read for 30 to 45 minutes instead or listen to a podcast or listen to a book. You know, positive self-talk is a skill that a lot of people are unaware that they can build. Negativity bias gives significantly more weight to negative experiences. And that's what social media gives us. That's what the news gives us. The negatives, the negatives, you know, we continually punish ourselves by allowing our negativity to outweigh our positive uh, 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 voice. And with practiced self-compassion, positive self-talk can rewire our brain towards a solution focused inner dialogue. You know, avoidance is a practice that successful gratification delayers employ. Avoid, avoid, avoid. You know, when you avoid the necessity of overriding your impulses, the instances that we have to delay gratification, in turn, deplete us, and so it's easier to avoid fast food when you've already planned ahead with healthy choices for hunger that inevitably erupts, and so we're ready. We got the granola bar. We got the whatever, you know. The the, the warm, comfortable feeling of an alcoholic beverage may bring someone to struggle with excessive alcohol consumption. And maybe that behavior can uh, bring uh, some other uh, beverage that makes them feel warm and comfortable in a healthy way. And so they replace that with with something healthy instead. You know, it takes hard work to delay the feeling of a physical need, but rewards of a longer life mean investing in exercising. Well, what happens when we do cardio? You do cardio and your brain is the first thing to receive the gratification in that moment in that day and that alone can make your day better that alone can produce the dopamine and serotonin to override depression if you invest in something like cardio and so the positive is your brain and then your body over time will also be rewarded from that you know it's interesting to know with uh, proper motivation for behavior change. It depends on you. It depends on the emotions that you have. If you love anger, use your anger to make you do something good. If you're competitive, make competition be what makes you reach a personal goal. Use those emotions to do good things. You know, abstraction is is uh, another pathway to delayed gratification. So. The ability to cognitively isolate common characteristics is essential for higher information processing. Doing hard makes your life easier. You know, children begin to master that at the ages of 10 to 12. They utilize the ability of of improving our self-regulatory behaviors. That is one of the big deals when we enter into that Time period in our life is that we learn to self-regulate from 10 to 12. And that's also when we're starting to exercise our values. And so that's what the job of the parent is, is to allow options for children to exercise their values during the time from 10 to 18, give them options rather than what they have to do. You know, it's a considerable effort to overcome delayed gratification, but it's such an important thing to do. I hope that this program has helped you. Thanks for listening. I'd love to hear from you. You you can do that on our webpage at voiceamerica.com, the Empowerment Channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now, remember, laughter is an instant vacation, (laughs) and it's free. Also, a true friend is someone who makes you laugh so hard you pee a little. Also, why would you trust children? They are here to replace us. Also, I see food diet is about how you respond to seeing food. Also, if someone gives you the finger, you likely earned it. Thanks for listening, everybody.
0: That's our show for this week.